Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today, we're doing a guest episode with somebody that you guys have probably never heard of. I mean, we have a lot of human design people on this podcast. We get a lot of people um, who are manifest energy types, but I really wanted to step outside the box and introduce you to somebody who does really incredible, interesting work and get you to share, uh, get her to share, sorry, some of her perspectives and some of her insights on things outside that human design language, which are really going to be helpful for us. So I'm super, super excited to introduce you to Amanda Monier. She is an energy healer and mindset coach. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here and just I'm going to flow with it and have a good conversation. So thank you for having me. Yes, you are welcome. We're thrilled to have you. So Tell us a little bit about you. What do you what do you do in your your business? What kind of work do you do in the world? So I am an energy healer and mindset coach, and I help people tap into their own innate power and to consciously create from that space. So consciously creating um, in conjunction with their higher self, and we're all an extension of source of God. So it's this co-creative power and really just reminding uh, people how powerful they truly are. So there's all kinds of components to manifestation and conscious creation, as I'm sure we could have some chats around that. Um, So just really, really getting intentional about what it is that you want to create and coming from that space of just that heart, soul desire, like the things that you would just love to have because you'd love to have them and because they're just in your heart and soul. So creating from those spaces. And then the energy healing component is all about releasing resistance to being able to just flow towards those desires. And then this um, balance of like pivoting where necessary, because sometimes the things that we think we want, like the universe has something else in store. So just really getting to that place where you're creating from this empowered space and then, you know, clearing all the things that are in your way. So that's kind of a condensed short version of, of how I work with people and everything. So, yeah, which is all so important. I think that this kind of education, like setting ourselves at least in this toddler learning pathway about energetics and how we experience those within ourselves, how we are experience energy around us, you know, what, what does alignment mean? You know, what, what is that experience like of being blocked? And particularly as we're journeying forward as a collective, 
it's been a very, very long time since humanity has known those things. And I think that there are those of us who've, who've been on that pathway for many, many years and this doesn't seem so overwhelming, but I'm also aware that there are hundreds of thousands, millions of people who are kind of experiencing energy and awareness of energy for the very first time. So it's really beautiful for me to meet other people in this space who are, you know, perhaps using different language or different offers or different ways, but are still doing this really important work of bringing people into awareness of their own energy. Yeah. And, and I feel like we are on like the cusp of this golden age. Time is so accelerated. I've experienced it in my own life. And I've just seen so many of my clients, like we're just expanding and growing and we're being so supported in this growth process, just like this influx of even light uh, coming into the planet and things are just kind of like not as they seem and we're almost being guided and nudged a little bit from the universe to really step into these higher levels of vibration and it really does come down to a choice because it's not right or wrong it's just what do you want to embody and what do you want to choose and we can choose to simply just embody more of who we are and then that's really just a remembrance of who we are so i love too that you mentioned you know coming from all we all come from these different spaces and a lot of times we use just different language and we're talking about the same thing so it's just kind of you know what resonates right and what you know feels right to you And it's like, what's in front of you in this moment to focus on or to shift or, you know, that's all we have, right, is this present moment. And so just remembering that there's, you can't get it wrong. Like you really can't get it wrong. It's just, you can pivot, you can, your emotions are kind of that compass. So just really kind of flowing with it and, and having fun with it. Like we get so like in this place of like chaos and all of this stuff going on and, and we really can create our own reality. And we just simply forget that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you came from a remarkably different background, right? Than spirituality and energetic and mindset work. I think you came from law enforcement. Yeah. What, what was that journey? How the heck did that enormous life pivot happen for you? I did come from a very different background. (laughs) I was in law enforcement. I was a probation officer. And I did this for about six years, a little less than six years. I started that career in my early 20s. Yeah, mid-early 20s. And during that time, it was definitely part of my journey. Like I needed to experience this. And I had my spiritual awakening while I was in law enforcement. It, It actually, oddly enough, happened at the result of a breakup that I had. And I started to really like, like I hit that like dark night of the soul piece where all this stuff started coming up. And I'm like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. There has got to be something else here than these cycles and patterns and all these like traumas and, and things that were coming, all these like negative emotions. I was like, I, I, I just always, even since I was little felt like, gosh, there's just got to be, there's just something I'm missing. Like there's a piece I'm missing. And it simply was just all the stories and things I had subscribed to over the years, based on the, my own perceptions of the world and different things I experienced and different things I took on as beliefs and different things generationally that I realized. So it was just, it was, it was very um, eye-opening to start kind of diving into this concept of spirituality. And really it's just kind of diving more into like the depths of yourself when you get down to it and really just 
releasing, I kind of explain it on just releasing like all the muck and the density that's blocking your channel to source and to your higher self and just really, um, going at it at like deeper levels. And then you grow and evolve and whatever's I've learned for me, it's like when I'm ready for that next level, whatever it is that needs to show up, shows up. Yeah. Right. (laughs) There's always like the complications that you need to remove from the way they'll make themselves known. They'll be present. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the continual journey. I think, you know, what people often struggle with too, is trying to find this, uh, kind of perfect overarching strategy or pathway or answer to, you know, I'm existing in this life that I have right now, whether it's a career or a relationship or, you know, a lifestyle. And I really want to be over here, particularly through a spiritual awakening. Yeah. I'm not actually happy here and I'm not nourished and I'm not fulfilled and I'm not satisfied. And this is not the way I want to experience my life. And I can see how I want it to be different, but I don't know how to bridge that. And I, you know, I love the kind of polarity of your story of coming from something like so structural, yeah, and so masculine, like law enforcement, and then moving into a space of energetics and spirituality and mindset, because it really shows that the journey to bridge across is not about one strategy or one pathway. It's, it's really about your personal journey. It's really about what you're experiencing internally and, and how you move through that. Yeah. And it it was, it was definitely, it was, I don't want to pretend like it was all like sunshine and rainbows and things like I've, I've been through, I've been through it. Like, you know, as far as going through those deep, dense, dark emotions that have come up that really that shadow work, those polarities, again, like that, um, the unearthing those things that needed to go. And one thing that was really powerful when I really did learn, it's about you know, we can always learn more, have, you know, the teachers and the books and all these things, but it really, like, if you just come back to tuning into like what's within you and like those deeper levels of your heart and, and really connecting and shining your own light and being in your own authentic power, that's what this journey is all about. And we sometimes get it a little twisted and then we go from teacher to teacher or, you know, get those psychic readings or whatever it might be. And we're searching for all these external answers when really, if we just tune back in and just, again, go back to like that now moment of, okay, what's coming up for me right now? What's in front of me? Like, what am I seeing and sensing? What's, what's my next step? Maybe it's a small step. Maybe it's to just lay down and take a couple breaths. Maybe it's like, for me, uh, there was a step where I was like, okay, I'm selling my home and moving to a different city. And so that was what my next step was. And it doesn't have to be this like, the ego loves to know what's going to happen, right? We love to know that ending of the story. And that's been a theme for me recently is really just having to, I've been called and guided to release this attachment to the control and the knowing and the trying to like force it and just being in this place of knowingness of what I've already called in and created and allowing a lot, like allowing that receiving like that feminine energy, the balance, allowing it to come in because when we clench and hold on, it really just pushes what we want further away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that externalization too, you know, this like um, human fascination that we have with finding an answer or finding guidance or finding truth outside of ourselves when in fact it exists inside. 
and and it is that present moment yeah you do actually have the answer to what you need and to what you want internally at any given moment and and I think that the the journey for so many of us is that practice of can I hear my own voice can I actually connect to that and then can I journey through trusting that yep knowing that every time we trust it there's a new layer to trust it at yeah we kind of go it's, it's like I succeeded at trusting it at that layer fantastic and now the next layer that's available to me is going to require more trust it's going to it's going to take me deeper and and um, expand me in that challenging, but beautiful way. Yeah, no, I, I completely, (laughs) it is, it's like these layers of, you know, just tapping into like the depths of you. And sometimes my, my clients will be like, gosh, are we going to be doing healing work forever? And how it's kind of been shown to me, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think this, like, Uh, I think what we're moving to towards is we're always going to be growing, evolving, learning. And then that could require a certain level of release, surrender, certain emotions might come up. You know, there's going to be things that happen with these next levels of expansion and moving into like, when we hear like the word, like ascension, it's really just our ability to hold more light. And on the flip side, as far as like releasing some of this stuff, it's really just like, we're, we're just being called to just let go of that stuff that's just holding us back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of the areas that you specialize in is generational trauma, which I'm super keen to talk about as a, as a person who has had a, a very long, very deep journey with trauma. And it's, you know, it's a, a key feature of my story um, and work that I'm, I'm proud to have done, but you know, it's, it's deep and it's hard and it's murky work. It's a concept that has certainly been coming up for my audience more and more lately as um, I think as we are all journey through that releasing and, and now we're seeing these traumas that perhaps we weren't aware of or perhaps we weren't willing to address. Can you tell us what generational trauma is and how that might show up? How do people know if they're experiencing generational trauma? So... It's interesting because if we look at like the quantum reality, it's our human mind is so we look at things in like linear time. We've created this construct of linear time where we're like, oh, this happened like this time and then this year. And so we have this like mental construct of it. But when we look at it as like in like the quantum field that like everything, it's like, you know, you have parallel time. Like what if everything is just happening in this now moment? Like it kind of creates a different, so I just kind of want to, like kind of food for thought on that piece. But as far as generational trauma, like how we are, have been told and, and kind of how we can understand it, how our mind, how we can digest it. The generational trauma stuff is, it can go back like science, at least in, it's, we're coming out with more information on it. They've traced it back like seven generations, like things can be passed down and coded in the DNA. I mean, I believe that it can be way further. It just maybe hasn't been fully documented, but these different traumas and energy signatures are basically embedded in the field. And if everything is energy, then for example, let's say we had our, you know, great grandmother go through like this terrible heartbreak around love and it like she shut her heart off and she's just like, I will never love again, made all these oaths and vows. And it was literally just anchored in her whole field and potentially like consumed her whole life. Okay. Now she has a child that's now embedded potentially 
in the DNA and the cells and in the memory structures of, of this female. And then it can just get passed down and passed down. And so we can actually have these, I call them energetic software programs running in the background and they can become these patterns and things that we feel, but we're like, I don't even know why I'm feeling this way because there's no like logical reason for it, but it's because that energy signature is in that lineage, in that field, and it, it's still tied to it. Now we can actually go back to these moments. And I actually had a very interesting session with one of my clients recently, and it was around this ancestral trauma and we can go back and kind of tune into it and like what's coming up. What I, I do like to do with my clients is, is even if I'm getting information coming through, having them tune into it. Cause again, it's like my job's done when my clients like don't need me. I don't want them to need me. It's, it's really about empowering them. So tuning into like this information and like kind of seeing what's coming through and what needs to be like, sometimes it can be really quick. Okay. We can like rewire this because we can use the higher self. And if we're connected to our own like divinity to source, we can actually do what, what I refer to as like a change history. So if we, if we come to this event in time and we can literally ask for it to be rewired and recoded in the body, in the cells, in, in the neurology, and we can, uh, there actually been studies with one of the methods I've learned where you see the brain rewiring, mm. like you see the neurons refi refiring, rewiring, and it's fascinating, amazing because you're doing a change history. And because again, if, if we're in the quantum and there's no time and space, and we can actually go back to these events and change the course and the trajectory of the events, then we don't have that energetic charge and those painful memories. We can turn pain to wisdom, or we can just release it all together. So, so many people don't understand maybe why they're playing out these patterns because you can even look at families and see how like patterns are so embedded, whether it comes to food, diet, love, money, money's a big one. Um, love and money are big. I mean, they're all big ones, but like we have these patterns that were, you know, even the sayings and the beliefs. And so, and then you, you know, then you have like the inner child playing it out. So it's like, you know, it's so many things, but it really can be simplified to going back to the seed point of like where it was created and pulling it out at the roots, because that's why sometimes with energy work, you know, things will, and emotions will come up and, you know, people will clear them and then it'll keep coming back. You got to get it up. Like we got to get it at the root, right? Because if you don't get the root, the plant, you just trim the leaves, like it's going to re it's going to regrow. So you go back to that seed point and you, you rewire it and you pluck it out. Yeah. And I think that even just the whole concept of some of these things that I'm experiencing are actually not mine. I, you know, I haven't experienced this firsthand. That's why there is no kind of external representation to it. There's no, there's no logic to this. And yet it's very real for me. I'm still carrying this energy. I'm still carrying this belief. I still experience this emotion or this behavioral pattern over and over and over again. And I think that's because a lot of people are just not even aware that that you know this can stretch so much further than firstly your own life your own sphere and certainly stretch much further than just the generations that you're aware of right so it's this is not necessarily just um you know trauma and patterns that are coded in you from your mother or your grandmother or your great-grandmother you know this can be so far back with people whose names that you don't know with people that you never met. Um, and it's really, 
I agree. I think it's incredibly fascinating work to do. It requires sort of a conceptual surrender to do it of I'm going to give up all that I understand about living in this conceptual reality because I think the whole idea of, of thinking that, you know, I, I'm having this experience because somebody in my family 150 years ago had this experience. For a lot of people, that's like, wow, <laughs> how, how? But this, you know, it, it, neuroscience has demonstrated it, that this is actually carried through. I love that you mentioned actually seeing that rewiring happening in the brain. That's just, you know, for me, I come from a medical background. I was in nursing before I moved into energetics and spirituality. And I love seeing how the human body is responsive to the quantum field and how it's, it's so willing to adapt and to change as we do that. Can you talk about how generational trauma impacts the brain specifically? Because it, it all carries through in the unconscious, right? Yeah, it definitely carries through in the unconscious because the majority of what we do is unconscious. Most of the time we get into our car, we don't think about, uh, aside from when you first learn to drive, you're all about like learning all the things. But when you get into your car and you go to drive your car, like you're putting the, you're not even thinking, you could be on the phone and you're not even thinking about it. That's all unconscious autopilot. So the, and, and at the end of the day, our body is, designed to try to keep us as safe as possible even if it's something that doesn't make sense and it may be like appear to be detrimental our bodies are designed to try to keep us safe from these things so if there's like a trauma event let's say there's a trauma event around love or a breakup or whatever and the unconscious is like whoa i don't want this i don't want to ever feel like this is painful as hell i don't ever want to feel like this again And so there's an unconscious, let's say there's an unconscious belief pattern associated with that trauma, love's not safe or, you know, whatever it is, isn't safe. And then now unconsciously there's this program running, even though maybe this person's like, oh, I'm ready to meet my soulmate, my person. But the unconscious is like, no, 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 this isn't safe. Like love's not safe or whatever the underlying belief is. And then you may, you know, put yourself out there, but unconsciously you're going to be pushing, you're going to be repelling whatever that is because the unconscious, you got this push pull going on now. And so it's like, you know, working with all, you know, I like to think of the energy field as just like, it's like an, a holistic thing, everything all working together. And so it can be very, very interesting if you have like you, you're the conscious minds. Oh, I think I want this, but the unconscious is just like, Oh heck no, this not, this is not happening. And then, and then that's when like, you know, we even sometimes will recreate these things you'll get in. I can kind of speak for some of uh, an example. Like I had very deeply rooted abandonment wounds from my childhood growing up and my parents divorced when I was really young. And I blamed myself. I was like, this is just all my faults. Like I, you know, couldn't, um, keep like, it was like, I couldn't keep my, my family together. Like I blamed myself, even though that wasn't true. Right. It was, it had nothing to do with me. And throughout all my dating, I noticed this pattern. It was like, it was like, I would always say like same man, different face, because I was in my unconscious, like I was unconsciously attracting these same, same cycles of to where it would be like this abandonment would, would continue to be presented to me. And it's like, kind of like that 
catch 22 because it's almost like, okay, you have the opportunity to acknowledge it and to, to heal it. But then if we're in our unconscious, it, unconscious and we don't know, because a lot of this stuff is starting to kind of come out and we're bringing more awareness to this type of work because it actually works. <laughs> it is very transformative. But when we don't know those things, we can continue to perpetuate the same patterns and cycles because we're acting out these unconscious patterns. And then if we have another individual in their unconscious, it's like this great, it's like this, just it's messy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we, we're not aware of what's happening in our unconscious. I mean, that's the reality. It's, it's unconscious. It's not something that we access. It's just happening on autopilot, you know, and, and taking those patterns and taking those um, those systems and those beliefs and just looping them on repeat. And I, I like to think of my unconscious as, as something that's really well-intentioned, but just not always helpful. And these tools that we have, I think this is where externalized tools do become useful, right? When we can utilize um, tools and philosophies and systems that we have, whether you want to go down um, the neural science route and look at stuff like clinical hypnosis, right? To move yourself into a different brainwave pattern to access the unconscious or whether you really want to go down kind of the energetics and spirituality field where you're getting people who who help you to get further access into the deeper parts of yourself all of these tools give us containers to say this stuff that I'm not aware of in my everyday life but is very clearly causing these patterns I'm I'm going to I'm going to get in connection with those I'm going to identify what those are so that I can begin to move forward with all of these things. I, I think it's really curious to, to um, step back a little bit and try and look at some of the patterns that have perhaps carried through your family as far back as you can see. You know, ask your parents, ask your grandparents. What are, what are the familiar things that have occurred through your family Certainly in my family, I mean, we have generation after generation after generation of abuse. Yeah. And it's occurred and there have been multiple people along the way who have said, no, no, it ends with me. And it's been devastating for them to then experience it happening anyway. It's just occurred anyway. And, you know, that's been part of my journey of, well, if I determine for myself that I will be, in fact, the end of this ancestral lineage, then it can't come down to just me stating an intention that I'll be the end. There has to be more to this. If many have gone before me and many have failed at this, then then there needs to be deeper work. Do you think that things like generational trauma, have you seen that that has blocked people's personal growth? Or is it, is, it more, um, is it more about neural patterns? I mean, I definitely think that, I think that the generational trauma can definitely be a block, right? Because it's resistance and any type of trauma is low vibrational energy. And so when we have, and, and if we think of it as, it's just energy vibrating in some space of your body. So it affects, they all like, it's all layered. So you have like, you know, your spiritual body, your emotional body, your physical body, your psychological, mental body, all the bodies. And so when we have these things that are going on in the body and we don't realize that this trauma is 
causing resistance and maybe it's like in the heart field and it's causing now heart issues on the physical side. We, we, we don't link the two. We don't think to like link the two because it, it's all tied together, which can then cause problems with the brain and the neurology. And because there are even different uh, like viruses resonate with the frequency of unworthiness. So we have even different um, bacterias are, are resonate with guilt and shame. So we have these things that now we're co-creating with the physical world and we're becoming a magnet for different energies that just resonate at these vibrations. And so then it, again, it's just so all tied together. And I do truly believe that when we continue to raise our vibration and hold more light, we're not going to have to do as deep of like this inner healing work because the light's just going to resolve it. Um, it's going to assist with um, because when you raise your, like the frequency of love, like that, that all that stuff isn't going to be able to sustain, like, it's not going to be able to sustain life in the body. And so I actually feel like, like this, um, group of us, if you will, that has come in that are kind of bringing this new earth, uh, energy in, we're bringing it in within us. We're breaking these ancestral traumas. And it's something we've kind of taken on to do, uh, as a, like we're, it does stop with us and we are putting in this, this deeper work and this healing work and this inner, um, this acknowledgement of these patterns. And we've chosen in a sense to take on this mission and energy to really just have this be cleared. And the cool thing is too, when we're clearing this stuff, um, I, I always like, since we work in like the quantum field, it's like, we're clearing this for future generations. We're, we're offering this to the ants. Like if we're clearing it at the root, we're clearing it for that ancestral line. And so we're, we really truly are breaking these cycles because we're clearing it out of the field and we're not, we're not going to continue these. And then sometimes, you know, we can, if it's like a big pattern, I have noticed like my, lovely little abandonment wound popped up a few weeks ago. And I was like, well, shucks, I thought I dealt with this one, but apparently it didn't. And it knocked me out. Like I was like, just knocked to my core, but the, the themes and the patterns like coming through in the energies where a lot of us, it's like, we're being called to just really, really like, like letting go of all these layers of like this codependency template and really like anchoring that in also for the collective. So when we um, do this work for ourselves are really, really actually, truly um, offering it to the collective and we're clearing it on a deeper level. It's, it's, since we are all connected, we're, we're, we're doing this work for humanity. And if we look at it like that, then it's just, again, with this ascension process that we're in, it's kind of a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not kind of, it is. It yeah. Is. yeah, not for the faint of heart. I'm sure we can agree <laughs> on that one. <laughs> In the, in the human design, te- sorry, in the human design system, which is a lot of what I teach, um, there is a concept in human design regarding core wounds, right? And core wounds are things that show up across a number of different energetic and spiritual philosophies. The take that human design presents it in is that we have genetic coding around our core wound, that we, we each individually experience a, a unique core wound and certainly there are other people that may experience the same core wound as you um the same the same label maybe it's inadequacy maybe it's a fear of failure maybe it's abandonment maybe it's fear of the unknown right there are a number of them but you're going to experience them really uniquely as an individual and the belief is that you chose 
that core wound to experience in this life, right? That, that before coming here, this was your selection. This is the one that was going to keep coming up for you over and over. And, and part of this journey of existence is to go to new depths of healing that, right? To really embrace that and say, I have ownership of this. This is mine. This is going to be the theme that comes up for me over and over. And, and I get to not only heal that and accept that in new ways, but in doing that, I'm also teaching other people to do the same. I'm also allowing other people to energetically process this. And I, I think that there's such a beautiful kind of unexpected correlation between that and, and looking at things like trauma, looking at things like energetic release, looking at stuff like generational trauma, right? That it's, none of this is without purpose. None of it's without purpose. Sometimes it's confusing, I think, to find the purpose <laughs> in the midst of the journey and we just need to let it go for a moment. But the purpose will eventually make itself be known. Yeah, I tell myself that all the time. I'm like, I have to believe I have to believe that we're doing this for a purpose. I, I do feel it very deeply. Like I mentioned earlier, I do think that we are on the cusp of a very amazing time for humanity. And although it doesn't necessarily like, we'll see where, as we record this, I think we can, you know, the world stage, right? Like what's kind of been downloaded to me. Like I, I feel like the the world stage humanity there's like a dark night of the soul going on for the collective right now and I, I do agree I think that we've chose certain lessons and things that we want to transcend and and choose and embody and, and it's really um all just a journey back to ourselves because again like every all the other stuff is just a bunch of stories it really is it's just a bunch of stories and it's experiences back to our divine essence our true nature who we really are at that deeper soul level what we came here to do, because I truly don't believe that life is supposed to be terrible, painful. I, I don't subscribe to that at all. Now we do have like a flow in the journey. Like we aren't handed like a silver trough of everything we've ever wanted. The moment we come, come to this planet, it's that ebb and flow of, of the journey and learning because that's what being human is about and being able to have these experiences and these choices in this like free will time space, like we have free will and we get to make those choices on what we choose. But when it's in alignment with our higher self and with our heart and our soul, like that's when we can really plant those energetic seeds of this is like the end result of what I choose. And then we, then we can have like this uh, creative tension, if you will, to where we're releasing resistance to being able to just flow towards that because those things that were within us, like, I don't think that God creator like messed up when we were made, like, why would we desire and yearn for something that we aren't supposed to have? I don't, that would be some kind of messed up game. I mean, I, <laughs> that would be like even more painful. And I truly don't subscribe to that at all. So if there is something, you know, even for people listening, if there is something that's like uh, that deep, soul like you just know like you just like in your heart your soul like I just desire this this is what I choose you are supposed to have those things like I do truly believe that yeah desire is such an interesting concept isn't it I mean looking into something a little bit kind of outside of the generational trauma scope I think that desire is something that we are experiencing a unique challenge with 
right now because we've been told for such a long period of time through many systems, but certainly religion has been one of the biggest ones over the last few centuries, that desire is undesirable, that desire is shameful, that um, if you desire too much, you're then associated with things like greed, with selfishness, with narcissism. It's like we've, we've attached desire instead of being something that is good and wholesome and great for the collective, we've been experiencing this, this twisted belief system that desire is something that we should not have. And I think that that's very, very hard for people to be trying to move into this space now saying like, whoa, (laughs) the whole field's changed now. Like I've spent my whole life being told that I can't have what I want, that I can only get what I need. But now all of a sudden I can have what I want. How do, how do I even do that? How do I even let myself tap into desire and then, then align with receiving that? Yeah, I feel like we could even do a whole podcast on like religion and anything that shame is attached to. I don't subscribe. That's one of like the lowest vibrational frequencies. Um, oh, shame. Oh my gosh. But yes, going like to tapping into that and allowing yourself to have it. I mean, sometimes those things are going to need to be unraveled. I actually uh, grew up, I guess, if you will, in a Christian home and I always fought it. It never felt like it resonated with me. And um, I apologize ahead of time if I'm triggering anybody, but it was just one of those things where I always felt like it was forced on me. And I, it wasn't like, Oh, like, do you resonate with this? Like taken, you know, like, where are you with this? And it was like, no, you must do this. You must do that. If you do that, then you're going to be in trouble. Like it is all this like authority and like these different, like you kind of mentioned the emotions attached to it. Like you feel like you have to hide certain things. And I mean, again, we could probably go on for a long time about this topic, but it's, you know, some of those things may need to be unraveled because if you do have deeply rooted belief systems around like that, you can't have what you deeply desire. You probably, even if you start tuning into it unconsciously, like we kind of mentioned before, you probably in some way, shape or form sabotage or push it away because those are very deeply rooted, like oppressive energies. And I do believe also that we are releasing a lot of that because again, like it, you can, you're a conscious creator. You are an extension of source of God, whatever word you use to describe it universe. Everybody kind of has their own flavor and you are an extension of that energy. And so if we're unique expressions of that energy, then, and we're shining our light and we want to like create these magical things and feel these like heightened, amazing emotions of love and joy and co-creating with people that we care about. It's just like, we can tap into that. And, and a good way to even just start aligning with that is, is really um, bringing your energy and focus back to your heart space. And for some people too, that might mean a little heart work because some people have very closed off heart spaces. And that was me for a long time. I didn't know what I wanted because I didn't know like my, who I was, was so clouded with what everybody else told me to be. And the box I shoved myself into for so many years that I didn't even know who I was anymore. And that was part of my breaking point. I was like, Oh, 
Like I'm literally sitting here doing what everybody else is telling me to do from when I like get up and get a cup of coffee or, you know, when I can go eat or when I can have a day off. And it was just all rooted in like what everybody else said, rather than like, what's my truth? Like what, like what things light me up, you know? And it's just a different, it's a different shift because I always like remind people, you can't give from depletion. You cannot give from an empty cup. So if you are running on fumes and you're trying to like create something, like you're trying to, maybe it's a business or a relationship and you're like giving, you've given everything else away and you're following all these other things that everyone says to follow, like that's probably gonna, it's, I mean, it's an experience, but it probably gonna, isn't gonna elicit the things that you want. Mm. And there's this link too here between um, desires and identity and our willingness to, to connect to what we want and generational beliefs, generational energy, generational coding. Yeah, because even on a very simple superficial level, if your parents and their parents and their parents and their parents have been told from birth, this is who you are to be and this is what you are to want simply by nature of the culture, right, and, and the existence that they've been in, that's the messaging that has been passed down to you as well. And so I think that there's just this huge value in identifying what has come before us, right, knowing that, as you so beautifully said before, you, you can stop it, right? You can be the end of that ancestral lineage. And you're not just doing that for yourself or for the people that came before you. You're actually doing that for, for all of the future. You're doing that for your children if you choose to have them. You're also doing that for the collective around you and, and you know, all of the energy that is to come after you. Where do you recommend that people start with that work? Where do they even begin with like identifying these patterns and then doing something about them? So going back to like the idea of like what is in front of you, one of my mentors and teachers, like it, it was so profound because it's just like, I mean, we can dig and dig and do healing work like a lot. I mean, especially if you have it, if you're not familiar with this, like you can all, you can, you know, dig, dig, dig all the day, <laughs> but it's like, what is in front of you and getting clarity first on what it is you truly, truly want to create. So we're not coming from a problem solving space. We're coming from the fact we're, we're putting the power back into your, you're, you're putting that power back in within you. What is it that you want to create? How do you want to feel? What do you choose and getting very intentional and claiming it, like choosing it, tapping into it, feeling the energies of it. And then just simply asking like your higher self source, God, like to bring forward what, what it is that you need to let go of so that you can flow towards that. It's a different idea behind manifestation rather than, you know, us doing endless amounts of healing work and, you know, things of that nature. And then one thing you touched on that I kind of want to also bring up around identity because identity is so powerful. And we oftentimes we, it can take a little bit of time because the identity structures and things that we've reinforced, however old you are, like I'm 31. So I've been, I've been on this healing journey for a while, but like you're reinforcing this identity of who you are, like 
for example, it's like, I'm not someone who does this. I'm not someone who does that. Like it could be, I mean, for me before, uh, when I was in college and high school, I wasn't, I hated public speaking. I was not someone that got up in public spoke. Like it was, I'd rather bang my head against the wall and get punched in the face than, than, than public speaking, because it was terrifying to me. I just, I didn't like, it was all the different, I guess, uh, traumas and things and the fears and, and the throat chakra blockages, all the things. And I was like, no, but you can actually choose to be like someone who is a public speaker and I can release that old identity of this persona I've taken on and you can shift those things. And so identity is actually really powerful because it's, it's like the foundation. If you think of it as a foundation for conscious creation and manifestation, because again, we can get into the energies of these things, but if we don't embody that and we don't see ourselves as someone who's worthy of it and can have those things, and we don't work at that deeper level with the structure and the identity, then there are chances are you're going to do what I refer to as oscillating two steps forward, three steps back. Again, it's like this deeper level of work. Um, or you're going to be in that kind of stuck phase where you're just going to feel like you're not moving or getting any flow. We want to be in this flow state and kind of this space of neutrality. Like we can um, have these things and we can tune into these things and we can really, really cultivate the energy. But detachment is so powerful with manifestation because it releases it and it allows it, it's like this. If you think of it as like creating this open space for what you want to flow to you rather than if we're just like, you know, if you sit there, if you know, like you're um, supposed to get like a package in a couple of days, you sit at your door all day and you're like, Oh, where's the package coming? Like, it's going to get really obnoxious rather than just, okay, I ordered it. Like you don't sit that sit there waiting for your Amazon packages. You order, you order it. And then, you know, it's going to be there within a couple of days and it shows up when it shows up and you're like, okay, cool. Thank you. Like if we think of it more in that sense, it, it, it kind of puts it in perspective how this stuff really works rather than if you were to, again, just sit there for hours and hours and hours, like that's, that's, that's draining. Yes, 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 yes. I so agree. There's this like uh, overcomplication of things like manifestation, just really as they become um, more important to us in this, this new collective experience, right? We're starting to pay more attention to these things. We're starting to, to learn how to actually do them. Um, and I think it's a natural part of the process that we, we twist it a little bit and we complicate it a little bit. And it has to be like, oh, it can't, it can't be that simple, right? It can't be as simple as like, I, I ordered this. This is what I wanted. This is what I showed up for. And so I, I can just allow it to arrive because of course it's going to arrive. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it arrive for me? I'm really curious about any uh, tips or insights that you might have for people who have started out perhaps on this, this release journey and this healing journey, um, particularly around things like limiting beliefs, like, you know, those relational patterns that show up like, like traumas or generational traumas, but they're still living in that reality of perhaps having like toxic family members or, you know, toxic relationships, or perhaps they're in a workplace that's really not particularly aligned for them, and it keeps triggering those patterns. What advice would you give to people to kind of balance that out a little bit? So I think it's also important, like with some of the things we're talking about, trauma and patterns and different, you know, relationship and abuse, like boundaries are very, very important. Um, like if someone, something feels off, 
starting to remember your power and your trusting your intuition. We are all intuitive. There's like some, I think, negative connotations around like intuition, psychics, like all this stuff. It's just your like ability to read energy. Like you go into, you can, you can meet someone and we're constantly assessing and reading energy. We just may not be aware of all the things. So really getting back to pulling your power back in, like nobody can make you feel some sort of way unless you let them. It's, it's really just bringing an awareness. So, you know, some of this deeper level work, if you're not familiar with it, yeah, you may, you may want to see if you feel guided to work with anybody that can help like do some like rewiring work, things like that. But when you, I mean, at the end of the day, like if you tune into it, you know, like we know we just kid ourselves because of all the the static and the confusion. So just remembering to just own your own power, even if it's just like a little bit, like it doesn't like baby steps, like it doesn't have to be something where you're, you know, making crazy strides and you're, you know, ending relationships like right off the get go, like just really getting intentional and pulling your power back in and then just tuning into again, what it is that you truly, truly want to create. And like coming from this place kind of flips the script a little bit because we can be so reactive to things and someone does something and it activates something within us, like these emotions or these patterns or these triggers. And it's like, well, it's just activating something that's within you because it's giving you the opportunity to acknowledge it. So when we do have these things come up, like obviously that that's aside from like different abuse and trauma, like I don't condone any of that. That's awful. But different things that are coming up and getting activated that are just these patterns or belief systems that that's a different, you can, you can kind of start to bring awareness to it. If you feel like you can start to feel into your energy, like you'll feel like your body might react in a certain way. And when that activates, like you actually have an opportunity to just release it. Like, you know, it could be something is like, you know, you're driving in a car and someone cuts you off and maybe you have a predisposition to get all pissed off and have road rage. Like you can feel that energy, energy, like rise up and you don't have to like, you don't have to react and go all nuts. You can just be like, okay, I I'm acknowledging this. I feel it. I see it. And I'm just going to ask, okay, like, can I'm just going to choose to release it. And you don't have to keep playing those things out. And that right there will shift. Like it, that'll shift the neurology and the patterning because it's like, it's not continuing to be a thing. So that helps like reinforce because our habits are reinforced over time and we continue to play out these patterns. So I guess those would be some like kind of basic, simple ways. Um, sometimes people enjoy like journaling, like when, when, you know, they get into like the free flow state, like that's not one of typically, I don't know why, but I don't do, I do a ton of writing, but as far as like releasing like patterns and things I do better, like I, I can talk it out. Like I actually have started this thing where I'll pull up my voice memo if I need to talk through something and it feels like different. Like, I'm just like, okay, this is what's going on. And I'll like talk it out. <laughs> so it can actually be very helpful. Like I've caught myself a couple of times where I'm like in tears and I'm like, okay, this is what I needed this release. And it's okay to have those emotional releases. Like crying is actually extremely therapeutic and just allowing, that's what I mean by allowing it to come up and out of you because when you don't allow it to come up with and out of you, you're clenching and you're holding it in. And then that's when we have the other issues on the other levels with the physical body, because, and that's simply what, you know, like we can get into other, I'm sure ailments, but like simply depression is repressed emotion, repressed sadness, because it's like, we haven't allowed 
um, for whatever reason, like we haven't allowed that release of the energy and it's just packed energy in the body and energy just wants to flow and move in the body. That's the way energy is designed just to flow and move um, in very cyclical nature in the body. And we can just allow it to move rather than it's just, again, going back to that flow. There's this space, I think, as well to occupy between what, what requires boundaries, what are you experiencing around other people and perhaps their triggers and their patterns and their energy that really just responsibly requires boundaries, right, for you to be separate from that, which, which is often the most loving thing to do. It's not just loving for you, it's really loving for them because it allows them that container to, to journey through whatever they need to journey through. But then there's this other side, which I think doesn't get touched on anywhere near enough. And, and I love the way that you, you kind of moved through that as well as you were talking. It's all about the use of mirrors, right? Why, what, is, what is this situation mirroring to me? What is this person mirroring to me? What is their behavior and the way that I am receiving it? What's that showing me? Because it's not necessarily always something that needs to be um, boundaried off right? It's not necessarily something that needs to be kind of like cordoned off and have a brick wall and put it around that. I think that there is this really big space that we all need to be self-accountable with of, oh, I'm triggered here. I'm experiencing this here. This is uncomfortable for me here. What, what is it showing me? Yeah, if we go back to that kind of fundamental concept, I think it was Eckhart Tolle that originally created it of everything is happening for me, not to me. So when we're experiencing these triggers, when we're experiencing this discomfort, and especially when we've already been through like a healing journey and a releasing journey and that stuff comes up again and it presents itself again, what's that creating an opportunity for? What's that mirror reflecting back to you that perhaps you can go and address again? And I've, I've found that in my journey, oftentimes that's, that's enough. Understanding that is enough to encourage me to keep moving through it and not feel like that's a place of criticism or to to pull myself down I thought I dealt with this like I thought I was done I thought I closed that door and it's not even just other people either right it's not other people doing this to me this is just another opportunity to encourage me to look at this perhaps in a new way or at a new level yeah, it can be, it's a, I've looked at like their blessings and gifts, but at the same time, you're like, Bleh. you know, you're just like, why? <laughs> and I recently had a situation where something like that did happen to me and it, and it, I kind of shared the abandonment wound piece and it brought up this part in me that I was like, gosh, I thought I handled that. Like I, you know, there was more depth to it. And I was called to go deeper into it. And I think when that happens in certain situations, we can act, we're actually being called to not necessarily react because sometimes like the, the human in us wants to react and wants to try to control and wants to kind of manipulate what is coming up. But if it's coming up within you and you're feeling some sort of way, like for me, it was like, I, I just knew, like, I was like, okay, this feels extremely painful. This feels extremely familiar. This is mine. Like this, this is mine. Like, and I always like 
um, suggest people asking, is this mine or is it someone else's? Because, you know, we can, if it's someone else's, like we can just ask for it to be released. Like in, and sometimes even with, when it's ours, like, is this something that I need to process through? Is this really old? Like, it just kind of depends on what, what we're being called to do. And I was called to go like, like allow this to just crack me open. Like I, I've never had to like cancel clients. Like there, it was the day where I was like, I have to cancel my whole day. And I was just like, emotionally just in the depths of this like stuff that had been activated within me and I felt like because I did go there and I didn't pretend like it didn't come up it was able to process it was able to process it the way it needed to it was painful I'm not gonna lie it was extremely emotionally painful and there were parts of me that were kind of fighting it at times and like I didn't I didn't want to go there again I really didn't but I mean, I could have been, you know, oh, you know, the other person involved, they could have been like, okay, well, screw this person. And I'm just, you know, better off, like I'm, you know, going about my merry way, but no, it activated this pain. And it was like something that I felt called to experience and release at a deeper level. And then I, since like coming out on the other side of it, it's like, I stepped more into my power and it's like, I don't have to look at it as like, oh, this was done to me. I was like, okay, this is actually kind of for me to like release this thing that needed to go. And so it's really, it it can be very powerful if we, if we don't first look to blame something or someone else or victim mode or, oh, this is being done to me. Like, I mean, I've been guilty of that too, where I'm like, oh, you know, like it always like, why can't, can't I catch a break? It's like, well, this is part of the human journey I signed up for. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where sometimes just going to that place of just, just going there, <laughs> just like, you know, it, it's better than resisting it because it ain't going away. If it's something that's inside of you that it, it popped its head up, like it's not going away. Like, it, I mean, it's, it wants to be seen. So I'm like, okay, we'll let this be seen. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think that that's a really beautiful, just normal example of this This is what this work looks like. And um, even when you are practiced at it and even when you have the tools, it's sometimes it's still just dark and it's still just hard and there is there is another side, right? There is always kind of that pocket at the other end where you come out and it's, it's beautiful to share those experiences because they they become the place of encouragement and inspiration for other people to either dive into it or to keep going with where they're at. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Of course. And I, I'll share, I share like with my clients too. I'm like, and it's like practice what you preach, right? Like, I'm like, always putting yourself first. Like, did I want to cancel my sessions? No, (laughs) I didn't want to. But again, it's like going back to that depletion. Like I'm not going to be able to show up fully for them if I'm not showing up fully for myself Mm. and, and allowing myself to go through my process too. And so it, and, and again, then that empowers them. Like if they have stuff come up, like I'm not always going to be there. Like it's empowering for them to be like, okay, like I can do this on my own too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) It's a constant message. Put yourself first, right? <laughs> you totally. just actually have to do that, even when that's um, a seemingly uncomfortable thing to do. That's that's the gift of going through this experience. 
Absolutely. And then we, I mean, we all, you know, I think when we're in this work and we're continuing to open our hearts and live from that heart centered place, we are, but as a byproduct, just going to be like consciously creating with other people that are ready for it and, you know, sharing this process and something I, I had kind of, I had heard the other day that was like, oh my gosh, that's so powerful is like people respond to your energy. So it's like, they're not responding to necessarily the words you're saying, or they, it can be something so much as like a, like a genuine smile. And it literally can completely shift the energy of somebody. It's insane how people, like people, I think like so deeply down, I know it's like, we just want that human kindness, like that love and that compassion. And when we flip the script and we're not coming from this like place of reactivity or defensiveness and we're just like coming from our hearts which isn't always going to happen we're human but when we can kind of start to look at it from that perspective if we were all just a little kinder and more loving to each other like you know it just it it shifts the the energy and then it's like okay maybe you literally shifted the course of their day and now they're gonna go smile at someone else and be kind to someone else or they're going to pick up you know some food and they're gonna be kind to the person like serving them. Like, it's just like this ripple effect. And then when we're called to dive into those places that, you know, the stuff that comes up, it's like, then we can, you know, we can address that when it comes up, but cause there's that, you know, the dichotomy again, the ebb and flow of all this stuff. That is such a beautiful lesson to finish on. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Understand how your energy is being experienced by others and, and use that, use that in really beautiful ways especially right now as the world is still journeying through a lot of difficulty and a lot of chaos. So thank you so much for being here with us and, and for sharing your knowledge, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your truth. It's just been a really beautiful experience for me personally to get to know you and to share some space with you when I know that this will have a really just really wholesome impact on the people that are listening to it. So thank you for sharing your time with us. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and I've enjoyed connecting and it's amazing. (laughs) You're very welcome. Now, if people would like to um, get in your space, find out where you are, perhaps work with you, what's the best place for them to find you? Either uh, I have my website, it's just my name, amandamonier.com. And then I do have social media um, and in, I have Instagram. It's just my name as well. I actually just, uh, as I came out of my little, um, I guess, little mini dark night, <laughs> I had this amazing download come through on these uh, weekly healings and attunements activations that I'm going to be doing. And I already done my first one. And so I'm just going to be feeling into for that week, what people are needing. And it's like these, um, these recodes that I've talked about the, uh, rewiring, recoding, the clearing of the cells, the DNA, different things that are coming through, um, different themes around, it could be anywhere from health, money, love, relationships, spirituality. I I also do a lot of health work with people because it's, again, it's all tied. So these, I've made them extremely accessible. They're the first week they come out, they're 11 bucks and then they go up to 22. And when the following ones gets released, the first week it's out, it's $11. So they're just going to be, my goal is just to make this whole catalog library of all these like healing tools that people can just easily like be like, okay, this is what I'm going through. Because again, it's going to be guided by like your higher self and what you need to take from it. 
and you can deepen them and, and everything as you go. Cause again, they're going to be like these quantum healings that just like, you know, you have something come up and you, you want to, you want, you have some money stuff come up and you want to be able to uh, address that and have some things to help you kind of like process through it. So that is one of the main ways I'm, I'm have been called to serve people, like as many people as possible on this level. I also do, I do one-on-one work. If you want to, you know, have something very like kind of specific and then um, also group work as well is, is rolling out here actually next month. So pretty excited about that as well. So beautiful. That all sounds awesome. We will link all of Amanda's stuff, of course, in the show notes so you can get in contact with her and get in her spaces and experience either her free content or her paid work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Amanda, for being here. It's just been such a joy and such a privilege. Yeah. Thank you so much, Holly. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.